Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. For the record, we have given out all of our Canes tickets, at least for today's show. You can always enter Canes with DG on Twitter. Use the hashtag. Grand prize is my four on the glass seats for 2020. A game in 2020. You're right down there low. Weekly, though, we have other great prizes, and these are good seats. I sit in them sometimes. They're lower-level seats, not crazy far from my on-the-glass seats. So we have a whole lot of winners today and last night, Canes with DG and our Halloween-style giveaway today. Anybody who says trick-or-treat on today's program, for the record, Darren, like, I'll still give them a question. Ghosts and goblins, spider webs, candy men, or the musical selection. I just don't have any Canes tickets left for Saturday night against the New Jersey Devils. Like, maybe I can mail you a T-shirt or give you something else from the prize closet. But Candy record, will melt in the mail. <laughs> for, <laughs> for the record, no more Canes tickets on today's edition of the show. I will see you at PNC as they host the Red Wings tomorrow night. And then uh, many of you were sending there for the game against the Devils on Saturday. World Series, NFL Week 9, College Football Week 10. Jonathan in Winston-Salem has college football on his mind. David in Raleigh has Major League Baseball on his mind. Big updates in the NBA involving Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, and even your Charlotte Hornets a little bit. You can jump in with your question or comment as we look forward to our guests. Dave Dorn of NC State in a little bit more than 60 minutes. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest in a little less than 90 minutes. Tony Trishiani is going to drop by later this hour. He has the Elon Phoenix well-positioned for a third consecutive outstanding season. They have spent time in the FCS Top 25. Their homecoming is this Saturday, and we're bringing our big tailgate tour back to Elon for that matchup on Saturday afternoon. Find us next to Road State by the way, from 11 a.m. to the 2 p.m. kickoff. Then we all head in and enjoy the football. And, of course, we'll be hanging out with the Elon 7 a.m. tailgate crew, which still flies the tailgate of the year banner over what I still consider one of the greatest tailgates in the history of our great state. Jonathan and Winston-Salem, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, how's it going? Happy Halloween, DJ. Right back at you, man. What's on your mind? You getting dressed up tonight, or are you too old for that? Uh, I'll be a bit too busy. I'll be at Kipper Stadium. All right. Uh, oh, you're you're going to be really busy. All right. You're going to be uh, rooting for the Mountaineers? Oh, you know it. Of course. Um, which brings me to my question. Uh, I sort of wanted to get a feel for you. How intense, to your knowledge, the App State George Southern rivalry can really get. Yeah. David Jackson compares it to UNC Duke. Yeah. And I also wanted to get your prediction on the game tonight, especially considering the uh, 55 mile per hour winds expected. <laughs> Is that the forecast? Holy cow. Yep. I mean, I got little kids in my neighborhood crying because it's supposed to rain really hard tonight. That's the only weather pattern on my radar, seriously. I had no idea Th those sorts of winds can change everything. Man, you might have a better breakdown of that part of this equation than I do because I, I did not know that that was the case. Now, it's funny how just being three hours away, you can feel in a little bit of a different world. I can answer the other part, and then you can tell me more about the weather forecast. Holy cow. I'll, I'll, first thing that comes to mind for those who don't follow App as closely, one year ago, App State was ranked as an FCS team. I'm trying to remember, uh, FBS rather, maybe for the first time, was it, last year ago at this time. So they're carrying a national top 25 FBS ranking to Georgia Southern where they had met that team in the FCS playoffs, 
Mountaineers, of course, won three in a row under Coach Jerry Moore. Georgia Southern won a bunch. Uh, Paul Johnson, wasn't he a former Georgia Southern coach, right? So they have great tradition. App State has great tradition. They were two of the superpowers of the FCS division. And then they both decided to jump. They both end up in the Sun Belt, and they've just continued this tradition. What I remember about last year is thinking the Mountaineers are the better team, and yet because it was on the road in part, the Eagles of Georgia Southern not only beat the Mountaineers, they put a whooping on them. I think it was 34-14 or something in that neighborhood. And that's, a, that's an App State team, remember, then coached by Scott Satterfield. You still had a great quarterback. You still had great running backs. And you got walloped at Georgia Southern. Now it's at Kid Brewer. And that's a big, big difference. And I think this is the best team in the Sun Belt again, App State. Uh, Georgia Southern, I believe their only loss is to Louisiana in conference play. For those who don't know, that's the other best team this year in the Sun Belt. App State already beat Louisiana at their place. But these may be the three best teams in the Sun Belt, right? So it's no pushover. The rivalry part always matters. I got to wrap my brain around that kind of wind. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz is the offensive guru. Here's what I would do. Walk in and say, hey, Coach Drink, uh, I have absolutely nothing of value to offer on how to score points amidst 50-mile-an-hour wins, but uh, we hired you because you're an offensive guru, so figure it out. Like, you, you got Darrington Evans and other really good running backs. You have one of the better offensive lines uh, that I've seen anywhere around our state, and you have a, a multi-dimensional quarterback in Zach Thomas that can beat you with his arm or beat you with his legs. So... It's not like they're, you know, up to their neck in doo-doo if they have heavy wins at Kid Brewer Stadium tonight. They, they can improvise. I just wouldn't wish that on either team, actually. It's just it stops looking like football for a while. Darren, were you with me when the hurricane game was played at NC State? Oh, Notre Dame at NC Notre State. We NC had the State. tailgate tour set up, and our tent, even despite – having it weighed down was, was about to blow away. I felt like for three hours we, we had little to no traffic because, you know, people weren't out and about no, in a they hurricane. Were afraid. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> the storm squad, the cheerleaders for the Carolina Hurricanes who join us on a lot of our big tailgate tour stops. Not all of them, but some of them. If it's a Canes game day, they're, of course, cheering for the Canes. And sometimes if it's too far away, it's kind of outside the Canes' footprint. So they join us a bunch of the time, but not everywhere we go. Of course, that's disappointing. Trust. How often do you hear that? DG, where's the Storm Squad today? Well, Darren's here. I mean, like, we're giving away free stuff. I'm here. My name's David Glenn. Uh, my name's on the show. I don't blame you. I'd want to see the Storm Squad as well. Is there anything that is more counterintuitive to us as a philosophical matter then to send the storm squad home early? I mean, is it, <laughs> it, 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 that is the antithesis the toughest, of our existence. The decision you've ever made. Not it that it was to difficult to make the decision. It had to be. <laughs> Hang out with the storm squad for three hours or send them home. Only their safety outweighed our desire to hang around and tailgate with them for three hours. So we sent them home early, remember? And then that wonderful Wolfpack family, we were behind, we were near the Wolfpack's modernized practice fields. And you remember, like we said to them, if you guys do not run inside, you're our tailgate of the week. Yeah. Like it's, everybody else had run for the hills, like run for cover. And there was a group of families with their tents still up as it looks like it's going to start blowing across the parking lot. Anybody who remembers that game, nobody could move the ball. If, the, if somebody fumbled... Ten guys dove for the ball, and they all slid about ten yards in the rain-soaked turf at Carter-Finley Stadium. 
I don't wish anything like that on the national TV game as Georgia Southern wishes uh, visits App State tonight in a game that matters a lot for the Mountaineers. And for Georgia Southern's perspective, they're divisional rivals. So if you beat App State, well, then you have a tiebreaker if you need it later, right, for a trip to the Sun Belt title game. So there's a lot at stake beyond the unbeaten record of the Mountaineers. So it's a massive Sun Belt battle, 8 o'clock tonight on E on, uh, yeah, that's ESPNU carrying that. It'll be undefeated Baylor against West Virginia on ESPN proper. That was one of the ugliest football games I've ever seen, Notre Dame against NC State through the hurricane. We did manage to give away a tailgate of the week, and that's, that's all I remember. Like, there was not a dry napkin, golf shirt, cheerleader, shoe, or anything else. I mean, the wings don't taste as good after the hurricane has blown through. It, it kind of defeats the purpose of tailgating. Uh, you know the forecast for Elon? Now I'm worried. What's the forecast for Elon on Saturday afternoon as we're going to be next to Road Stadium? I haven't looked that far ahead. I didn't know Kid Brewer Stadium was uh, in such jeopardy tonight. Holy cow, that's a lot of wind. Well, how much of your playbook still applies if the wind is blowing that fast? It can't be much. Half, maybe. Right? I, good luck throwing the ball. David is in Raleigh and next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Doing great, man. You watched the World Series last night? Uh, uh I missed it, but definitely uh, got caught up on it this morning. So what you got? No, I just wanted to ask you that uh, if uh, the Nationals lo- end up losing uh, Strasburg and Rendon in the offseason, how competitive mm. do you think they'll be for next year? And do you think that'll even open up a chance for your Phillies? Man, I hope so. I think they're going to be really good. One of the hardest parts about, like, the next year, and there are already Vegas odds out on next year, right? It's crazy. you got to remember who's a free agent, what are the likelihoods that they stay or leave. Uh, You know, at this time last year, a lot of Nationals fans were in mourning because they didn't think Bryce Harper was coming back, and he didn't. Of course, he ended up with the Phillies. Worked out much better for Washington in the short term anyway than it did for the Phillies. But you've got Garrett Cole is one of the best pitchers in baseball, And he is not under contract for the Washington Nationals. So he is going to draw a pretty penny from somewhere. I guess Washington tries to keep him. Strasburg, I don't remember his contract status, but I think he's still under control of the Nationals. I mean, mean, yeah, Garrett Cole of Houston is one of the Astros' biggest questions. Strasburg, not in question. I think he's under the Nationals' control. Now, I know the Phillies are among those interested in Rendon at third base. So... Where does that go? I don't know, but uh, it's, it's too early to tell. There's so many moving parts, even more than, say, NFL players, tend, NFL teams tend to do a really good job of keeping a larger part of their key players who come up for contracts, right? Sometimes they can get ahead of those things. You just give the guy an extension a year before he's available for free agency, and that way you have better control of your guys. You can keep them longer to a degree. NBA teams have done that better as well. Major League Baseball, man, I wouldn't bet a nickel at the betting window right now. I mean, theoretically, the Dodgers are going to be good again. The Astros are going to be good again. The Nationals are going to be good again. The Yankees are going to be good again. But I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, David, is my answer to that question. I will say this about the Nationals. It doesn't always hurt to be old. The Washington Nationals were the oldest team in Major League Baseball this year. And a lot of analytics guys frown on such things. If you were not 
one of the oldest teams in baseball. And you started 19 and 31. Darren, do you think you react to adversity better now as you're somewhere in between the 20s and the 30s? I represent the 40s and 50-somethings. You represent the 20s and 30-somethings because we're both kind of in the middle of each of those demographics. Are you better at dealing, reacting to adversity in a more even-keeled, wise way now at 30-ish, or were you better at that five or ten years ago? We all know what the answer is. Now. Infinitely better now. And as the 50-ish guy... I'm sure I still have my mind-numbingly immature moments, <laughs> but I do deal with such things better now, God knows, than I did as like a teenager or even in my early 20s. And the Washington Nationals could have gone the other way when they started 19 and 31. They didn't. And they also have, I'd have to look it up to make sure I word this cor- correctly, Didn't, and this is where being old, again, has its negatives. You get hurt more often, the numbers say, right? There are downsides to being old. You don't, we all have seen those career curves. On average, the older dudes don't do as well as they did in whatever baseball considers its prime nowadays. Is that 25 to 28? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the analytics tell us. The upside of being old is that you deal with adversity in more mature ways. You are less likely to reach for the panic button. You are less likely to point fingers in the locker room. You are more likely to see the bigger picture you are more likely to not overreact to adversity in the wrong ways. Not only did the Nationals bounce back from that bad start and build this World Series championship team, I believe that they had to come back in elimination games five times, and that, I believe, is the most in the history of Major League Baseball's postseason. They, Of course, they did it last night. That's one. They did it in game six. That was an elimination game for them. That's two. They did it in the NLCS, and I believe they did it in the first round as well. And I think it added up to five times in an elimination game they were losing during that game. Your season is a wisp away from being over five different times. If you're not old, you probably don't get that done. And if you're not the oldest team in Major League Baseball, I don't like your chances of bouncing back from 19 and 31 either. See that, Darren? Wisdom wasted on the young. One of our phrases here on the David Glenn Show, that's another. Cheer on the old dudes. Now, they're, not, they're old by baseball standards. They're not old by, you know, join the Champions Tour standards. They are old, though. The oldest team in Major League Baseball, and I think that actually helped them win the 2019 World Series. David, thank you for playing. We do have trick-or-treat Questions available throughout today's program. You can ask for any of these Jeopardy-style categories, ghosts and goblins. If I said this to you, Darren, you ready for one? Ghosts and goblins. I'm going to give you one just to illustrate. Okay. I did all this homework, man. I'm sad that our contest is over. I've got – I had John Sally as one of the answers in the spider webs question. Do you know why? John Sally, former Georgia Tech and NBA star? Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. There was a Spider-Man yes. nickname associated with Sally? Uh, I didn't know that. I had Spud Webb, former <laughs> <Yeah>. ACC player <laughs> and undersized dunk master. I had Spud Webb in my Spider-Webs category. I had Webb Simpson. Of course. Of course I did. All that homework, all those Jeopardy-style questions in my Spider-Webs category alone. Ghosts and Goblins, Candyman, and Halloween-themed musical selections. 
Tony Trichiati joins us in about 15 minutes. Dave Doran, third hour. Dave Clawson, third hour. What if I said this, Darren? You chose just to humor me. Just so all this morning's work doesn't go entirely to waste. You chose ghosts and goblins, and I said this. There's nothing brittle about this former coach's first name or his basketball resume, but he played at both NC State and UNC way back in the 40s. He played for the Celtics and others at the professional level. He went on to coach, among others, the Carolina Cougars of the old ABA and Wake Forest of the ACC in the ghosts and goblins category. His first name fits nicely. Can you name that North Carolina basketball legend? That would be a ghost and goblins question. Now it's before your time, but would you have known it? I don't write There's off. There's nothing brittle about this coach's first name or his basketball resume. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Bones McKinney. Bones McKinney. <laughs> There's nothing brittle about it. That's well done. And I appreciate the Halloween music in the background. Back to your calls on the other side. Trick-or-treat questions all day long. World Series NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball. And, yes, your red-hot Carolina Hurricanes. 1-800-849-2761. More on what awaits us in Week 9 in the NFL and Week 10 in college football. Some of the heavyweights are off this weekend in the college version of the gridiron game but the nfl offers patriots ravens titans panthers bears eagles vikings chiefs and others more on those matchups with more of your phone calls next on the david glenn show i believe it is the nba's turn in the line dance and i don't think they can dance I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances, and I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Were you saving this one for the Halloween musical selections? This is one of the highest energy bump songs in the history of sports radio from one of my favorite bands of all time, ACDC. Was, would this qualify because of the name of the song, or does Halloween not go too far such devilish roads? I don't, uh, I don't know if I would consider this a Halloween-themed song. I had it in the mix. A for you because it's ACDC and B because it's a pretty recognizable song and you know we like winners so just in case someone we wanted like a winners. request you know it, it would have been pretty easy to get weather update from Boone as App State still undefeated hosts a national TV game against rival Georgia Southern a couple quick things to mention there's an incredibly high chance of rain and there are really 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 high wind forecasts so our caller was right on target from at or near Kid Brewer Stadium. I hope for the Mountaineers' sake that it doesn't live all the way down to those expectations because one thing, if you've never seen Georgia Southern play or if you haven't seen them this year or last year, uh, they have a coach who runs the triple option. So I, I'm not, it's not that the wind doesn't affect the triple option at all. I'm sure it does. But it certainly would affect that kind of team and style, I think, less than more pro-style stuff that Eli Drinkwitz likes to do with the Mountaineers. So 
Uh, you checked the Elon weather for our big tailgate we're tour good. stop, and we're, we're good. We're clear. It's right? like 7% chance of precipitation of any kind. It's going to be a little bit cooler, but clear. So what do the kids do in Boone for Halloween? Like, I know kids are worried about rain in Raleigh tonight, where the lovely and talented Maria is not sure she's fully stocked up on candy after 10 days in Europe. I don't know if she's going to pull the plug entirely. Are the Glens going to be that house? Turn the lights out. Turn the lights out. Do they still egg houses that bail on Halloween entirely? (laughs) I mean, it's going to be really rainy, I think, for Raleigh. It is going to be dangerous to let your kids outside if this Boone weather forecast holds. Now, the kids, meaning college football players, they can play through virtually anything, unless there's lightning. We saw that earlier this year at App State. Great matchup. I hope it is not spoiled in any way by Mother Nature. We'll see how that plays out. Among the highlights of the college football weekend, as we look forward to Dave Clawson of Wake Forest next hour, Dave Doran of NC State next hour, and Tony Trishiani of the mighty FCS Elon Phoenix hosting this week's big tailgate tour stop on homecoming for the Phoenix. They not long ago crushed top 25 Delaware, and they have spent some time in the FCS top 25 themselves. More on that later with Coach Trish, Coach Doran, Coach Clausen. Your phone calls now on the other headlines of the day. Nationally, number eight Georgia and number six Florida getting together in Jacksonville is where it's at. I mentioned earlier the heavyweights that we typically follow are either off entirely. Remember that fantastic matchup that's kind of on the horizon, but not two days from now on the horizon? When number one LSU visits number two Alabama, that's as good as it gets. But that's not until November 9th. When number five, an undefeated Penn State, visits number 13, an undefeated Minnesota, another head-to-head between unbeatens, that's not until November 9th. This week, some of the heavyweights are either off entirely or off kind of, meaning Clemson hosts Wofford, which I know is a good FCS program, but they have no realistic chance of knocking off the unbeaten Clemson Tigers. More on those matchups later. Tony Trishiani on the other side. The Phoenix has been playing at the FCS level for only a couple decades. This current three-year run, now led by first-year head coach at Elon, Tony Trishiani, is the best run of football at this level in the history of this school. They have homecoming weekend. They're rolling out the carpet for the big tailgate tour. Dave Dorn and Dave Clawson next hour. Tony Trishiani next on the David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four ties, (laughs) not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Happy Halloween to everybody. Dave Doran of NC State joining us next hour. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest also next hour. They play each other on Saturday. Our next guest is someone we've met in person. He is the new head coach of the Elon Phoenix. He's been a huge part of a three-year run that is the best, really, in the history of Elon football, at least as they have been an FCS member. Not long ago, they crushed a top 25 Delaware Blue Hens team. They have homecoming this Saturday. We at the Big Tailgate Tour are dropping by this Saturday. More importantly, William & Mary is the opponent on Saturday. Coach Tony Trishiani, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? 
David, I'm great, man. Appreciate y'all having me on and looking forward to having you and, and Darren and the big tailgate tour on campus this weekend. Thank you very much. I know you're probably a tunnel vision football guy, but I have to ask you about Halloween. If I remember correctly, Hannah is old enough, your daughter, to be <laughs> like at Elon now, right? I forget how old Shane yeah, is, but yeah. how does Halloween hit your radar, either your players or your children, and are you actually the person handing out candy like on your front porch later today? You know, that that will not – I will not be handing out candy. All right. We've, uh, we've got quite a storm that's coming through here too today. So, you know, we, uh, we moved practice up a little earlier to try to get things in before the storm. You know, we don't, we don't have a big indoor here, indoor facility at Elon. Right. So we've got, we got to adapt a little bit. And um, so we'll get off the practice field, and there's likely going to be some, some heavy storms and some heavy winds. And um, I think a lot of the trick-or-treating may be pushed – you know, yeah. uh, in this area, but on the college campus, I don't think it's going to stop our students. So I think there'll be some, some good trick or treating going on on campus. And yes, Hannah, Hannah is here. Hannah's a junior here. All right. And so I know over at Mill Point, you know, the area she lives on campus, they've got a big trick or treat deal going on there. And um, one thing I do know is our coaches will be done a little earlier today because of moving practice up. So they may have a shot to, to be with their family a little bit here tonight if this trick-or-treat thing goes on. Would there be either a photo on the Internet somewhere of Tony Trishiani in a childhood Halloween costume or something floating around of like maybe you and your wife Julie in a creative Halloween costume or have we buried all those things since you're a public figure? There's probably some fun f fun photos floating around, David, but they should be buried pretty good right now. Wise man. Tony Trishiani is joining us. The lovely and talented Maria and I, I'll just tell you, we went as Siegfried. You know the Siegfried and Roy Vegas sure. cat show? Sure. I was Siegfried, and she was a cat. Oh, beautiful. So I'll just – that's probably not suitable for work is the best way to put it. <laughs> Coach Trish is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I mentioned before you joined us – I think this is the greatest run in the history of Elon football, at least at the Division I level. How have you seen that translate here in your first year as a head coach? Because I imagine everybody wants to win. And if you have that put together with your education and your football there, uh, maybe it's easier to recruit now than when you were first there. No doubt. You know, it's when we when we hit the road and whether it was last spring or, or out in the eval periods here this fall, you know, the the brand is growing, our reputation is growing on the football field as well as in the classroom. You know, we've been climbing up the national rankings both academically uh and on the football field. So uh we definitely feel it around here. What do you know right now as the first-year head coach of the Phoenix that maybe you did not fully understand about sort of wearing the head coach's hat back in December when you were introduced or maybe even back in August during preseason practice? Right. You know, what I've learned is you've got you've to work real hard with all of the off-the-field stuff and be very organized and, and plan your time and, and get that stuff done outside of the workday so you can still do the football piece. You know, that's probably the biggest challenge is during the day being able to get into the meetings still and do the football piece while doing everything else. But I'm fortunate. I've got a great, great staff here. I've got two um, very experienced coordinators in Billy Crocker uh, who worked with me. We worked together at, at Villanova. I worked for him for five years. He was the coordinator and I was the secondary coach. And, and Drew Fulmer, who's been here with us. And I've got a real good operations guy, Dan Brannick. And so I've got, I've got a lot of support around here. 
How does homecoming work for football players, given that William & Mary is your homecoming opponent and it is this Saturday, compared to, I know, pretty much all across the country, fans are excited about homecoming. I don't know how much it's on your radar as players and coaches. You know, it's, it's one of those games that draws – Doing one of our bigger crowds of you know of the season, yeah. uh, parent and family weekend and homecoming are usually two really good atmospheres here. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, you know, there's it's a you know it's a two o five game, so it's a little early, which is you know cuts cut takes away some of the tailgating time on the front end. Um, but you know, there's there's a big concert going on on campus Saturday night. T Pain uh, is performing on Ooh. campus, so I know you know some of our guys are excited about that. Uh, and campus excited so Darren Vaught my producer has an Elon degree and he was nodding his head with a smile as you laid out the concert schedule you going Darren are you going I'm not I saw T-Pain in Winston-Salem actually not too long ago coach coach Trish would you have to like avoid a public event where you know a bunch of your players are going to be there is it that way I mean you're kind of a cool coach (laughs) but I don't know how that works no you know what I I do plan on making an appearance at the concert we've got some we've got a couple official visits kids on campus um recruits so you know, we'll we'll be bringing them over there. They'll be enjoying the concert. So I, I plan on popping in there a little bit. So, Darren, if you want to stick around after the tailgate, <laughs> we'll get you on over there. Having been in this state, Coach, and covering the, the great world we call college sports for 33 years now, uh, I've become familiar with many levels of the famous Durham broadcasting family. The late Woody Durham, sure. of course. Uh, you, Wes Durham is a regular guest on our mm-hmm. show. Taylor Durham, your voice of the Phoenix, has become a friend of our program as well. Has that helped your, uh, you know, getting acclimated? Not like this year. You know our turf well by now. But uh, does he pepper you with state of North Carolina stuff, you know, deep-rooted history, uh, given that he's the voice of the Phoenix and uh, all-around good guy right there in your program walking those hallways every day? Oh, yeah. Taylor is the – I mean, he is the absolute best. Uh, He's full of superlatives and statistics and – um, useful and useless information. Uh, he's, a, you know, he's he, he's a friend. He's he's a good golf buddy of mine. Yeah. You know, we've got our we do our radio show on Thursday night, so we've got that this evening. Um, no, Taylor is he's the best. I've learned a lot about about Elon University, uh, Elon football, North Carolina, ACC football, and you know, Taylor's the best. Do you have to be a good golfer to end up being a good uh, a golfing partner of Elon head coach Tony Trishiani? You don't need to be special. You just need to be average and, and enjoy golf and competing because it's, it's competitive, you know. It's, uh, it's no fun if you're, if you're not really out there competing, in my mind. If I stay under 100, know the rules of golf, don't play slowly and don't curse, am I qualified to enjoy a round with you or, or do you set the bar in a higher place? Absolutely. You're highly qualified. All right. Um, that's good Great to know. Great conversation. Play fast. Have fun. Enjoy it. Compete. We're in. All right. You, you'll win all the money, but I'll try to entertain you along the way. Uh, how do you end up crushing a top 25 Delaware team earlier this season when, best I could tell from their resume, they were going to be one of your tougher opponents on the whole regular season schedule, and yet you not only got the win, I mean, you just kind of ran them out of the stadium. No, you're right. That was um, that was that was building. It, it really was with our team. You know, we had gone through some growing pains early in the season. You know, up front on the O line, losing three senior starters, four year starters. You know, and then losing two really good linebackers in Messer and Baker. You know, we had some growing pains for three game slide. 
you know, but our team was still working hard and, and we were improving in those three games against Wake Forest, you know, very good team, JMU, number two in the country, and then UNH is a top 20 team. So we were improving, but we didn't get the W's to support it. So that Delaware game, you know, when we lined up against them, we were a very hungry football team. We were a prepared football team. The guys went out, executed all three phases of the game, and, and that's how that can happen. Athletes at Elon tend to be really bright people. I've always wondered, does like human being IQ, you know, how well you do in classes or, you know, whether you're a member of Mensa or not, your SAT score, your ACT score, stuff like that. Does it usually translate into a high football IQ or are they totally unrelated? Yeah, there's oftentimes there's, there's carryover and, you know, the the quicker somebody can pick things up and, and, you know, typically if you're a great student, you know, you're probably pretty conscientious, you know, in the yeah. meetings and, and have probably have pretty good habits. And so that helps us, you know, with the type of kids that we do recruit here. But, yeah, if you've got some football IQ kids who can, can pick things up and, you know, you can, can handle a few more adjustments and go out there and play fast, it's, it's a big advantage. The Elon 7 a.m. tailgate crew has become part of the university's brand. Uh, now that you're a head coach, do you still get to spend some time there, or are you going to, you know, forget all the little people like us? No, you know, I do. I um, I certainly go over after games after. Um, like I have in the past, but uh, this year I've been going over in the morning, been going over early. I usually get there around 7.15, and, um, and I'll sit down with some of the guys for – about a half hour, 45 minutes. That's cool. Um, watch a little cornhole. There's, there's usually a big cornhole match that goes on uh, at the, during the tailgate in the morning. And uh, there's some superstitions that the, the winner of the, of the cornhole game will affect the outcome of mm. the game. Um, I can't picture you going easy on anybody, even tailgaters that you love at Elon, in cornhole or anything else. No, absolutely not. We would play to win. But I, I do not participate in this game now. Oh, I'm a okay. spectator. So it's, um, uh, it's, there's a preset matchup with Mike Cross and, um, and Wink on the same team and David Oakley and, um, and, hmm. and David on the other team. And, so, uh, and these guys are good. I'm telling you, I wouldn't. I would not. There's high-level cornhole being played. We're talking. There's usually eight bags on the board, or bags in the board, and the rest on the board. Oak- it is a full board, I'm just about every time. Oakley and Rich against Cross and Martindale, man. Yes. What, where am I going at the Vegas betting window? There, I'm not really sure. Uh, perhaps the most important question I could ask you today, and I would only feel comfortable saying this if I thought you had a sense of humor. Most important thing is that we get to see your wife, Julie. This weekend right absolutely she'll, she'll be around be right? yep she'll be there she'll have a crew with her uh, for sure i know she's looking forward to seeing y'all she's phenomenal uh what is the role of a coach's wife as you continue to build elon football in this uh fantastic three-year run because i've always been told that uh, they need to be special people to understand what you do for a living yeah, I'm lucky, David. She's good, and uh, I mean, she's all in. She's she's around whenever she can be. Uh, you know, she hosts birth monthly birthday parties for any oh, cool. any of the guys each month. Whoever's birthday it is that month, we have one day each month where we bring those guys over to the house, and she gets them the birthday cards during the you know during that month. Wow. And so that's one of her things she likes to do. Uh, keep her connected to the kids and, and get a chance to spend some time with the guys outside of the building. So you guys have 102 children, basically? 
Yeah, for sure. For something <laughs> I forget the exact number. The home, yeah, the no. home, yep. the home squad would be what a hundred or so. Yeah, right now we're at one hundred and one. All right, so add Shane and. Um, Hannah in there, and and we're up to 103. Uh, Good luck with that, man. Hey, happy Halloween. Thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, You've become a great part of our statewide show. Good luck against William & Mary on Saturday. The host team has not lost all year on our big tailgate tour. So I kind of guaranteed a victory earlier this week. I apologize for putting the bulletin board material in the opponent's locker room. I'm just feeling a good mojo here. No, that's good. I'm feeling it too. All right, cool. Let's go get it. Thanks, Coach. Take care, man. All right, we'll see you, David. Stay Saturday. Tony Trishiani is on Twitter, at Tony Trishiani. You know what I'm talking about with wife Julie, right? I don't know if I've met the kids yet. I don't think so. We know the Elon 7 a.m. tailgate, guys. Now Now we know when to... Is there a ticket you have to buy to watch that high-level cornhole competition? I don't know. You've met – I don't – we haven't met the kids, I don't think. You've met Julie, though. Yeah. She's like the lovely and talented Maria, kind of a force of nature. I could see her being a super football mom for all of the Elon for Phoenix sure. players. No doubt about it. Um, one more reason to pick Elon on the recruiting trail, right? You got Road <laughs> Stadium. You got Tony Trichiotti, the head coach. You got great tailgating environment led by those four clowns. I'm just saying that. I love those clowns. Taking those guys to a Canes game. Did you know that? Yeah, I'm going to be there, I think. Uh, That's the plan. Late, late November. Am right? I going to be there? Late November. <laughs> are you going to be there? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm planning on it. Did I invite so many people there's no tickets <laughs> left for you? That was my question, actually. I'm not sure. We'll squeeze you in somehow, Darren. <laughs> there's, there's always a side door at PNC Arena if needed. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to take it to the next level with those guys. They're going to do an in-studio visit. I think it's November 21st. It's a Thursday in late November. Uh, and then we're going to do dinner. And then we're going to do the hockey game. And I guess we'll let them go home at that point. Coach Trish and Julie are kind of busy. Otherwise, they would be a part of the festivities as well. Uh, But the Mosses will be with us, who run Wilson Tire Pros there in Elon. Huge part of our partnership with uh, Continental Tire. It's, of course, the big tailgate tour driven by Continental Tire and all those great tire dealers across the state of North Carolina. Dave Doran of NC State joins us live in less than 30 minutes. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest, live in less than 45 minutes. Your phone calls, too, at 1-800-849-2761. Happy Halloween. Remember, if you say trick-or-treat, we'll give you a question from Ghosts and Goblins, sports figures that fit that description, spider webs, candy men, or a musical selection with a Halloween theme. We're out of Kane's tickets, but we have other smaller prizes. 1-800-849-2761. That's how you can join us next on The David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We have some listeners who want to have fun with sports and Halloween. We're in favor of that. We even created a game. All of our Canes tickets have been won. We have smaller prizes. Sometimes you can just get a DG Show t-shirt if that's your thing. They come in medium, large, extra large, double X, 1-800-849-2761. Two more coaches on the way. 
Thanks to Coach Trish for dropping by as the Elon Freight Train continues Saturday against William & Mary at homecoming. We'll be there with the Big Tailgate Tour. Find us next to Road Stadium from 11 a.m. to the 2 p.m. or so kick. Dave Doran of the Wolfpack drops by in 20 minutes. Dave Clawson of the Deacons in 35 minutes. They play each other in an in-state ACC matchup. Wolfpack at Demon Deacons in Winston-Salem. Those guests later, more of your calls now. Ken in Raleigh wants to have fun with sports and Halloween. I might not know the answer to his question, but do I get a prize? Does the host ever get a prize? Ken, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, DG, love your show. Great, great sports and Halloween all mixed together. Just, just on pins and needles. Okay, great questions for you all day. So here's your question. All right. Friend. The, the, and I will decide on the reward later, but it'll be a good one. No, I promise you it'll be a good one. So, what ghost, what ghost from a famous movie in real life, his ex-wife marries a baseball player in real life who's nominated to the Hall of Fame? Mm. Is this oh, a, boy. Is this a sports movie? It's a sports movie. So ghosts and sports movies. So that could be like yep. a field of dreams. Right. It could be an angels in the outfield. Okay. Um, could be a getting, could be a sandlot like Babe Ruth. That kind of thing. Close. You're getting close, but my none, friend. None of those, huh? Yeah, yeah. One of those. Oh, it is one of those. All right. So we one. we got to be thinking. We got to tell me which one. I don't know. My favorite <laughs> ghost-related movie involves Demi Moore. But uh, right, that's like off the that. table. But that's not a sports movie. But no, that's it's a great not. Movie. I just like thinking movie. of Demi Moore. Uh, as, as do I. All right, so is it going to be like a, an actor who portrayed one of the ghosts in Field of Dreams? That's exactly right. So like a Ray Liotta would be uh, possible? You got it, my All friend. Right. So we're, we're getting closer, Darren. You're smelling, it, you're smelling the victory. So, so let, let me go back now. So, Darren, according to the original question, so Ray Liotta, it would be his current or former spouse? Exactly right. Who was married to it? Michelle Baseball Grace. Play. You got it, buddy. You have nailed it, DG. Uh, you have she, knocked it out of the ballpark. So what? What did I? What is missing from your original question? Who's nothing? nothing. You, you got, got it, it all. All right. I feel good. And we squeezed to me more in there, just uh, for no apparent reason but my own fond memories. You know that movie, right? Will Swayze. I think. Yeah. I think there was a guy in that movie. Yeah. I Yo, just Patrick Swayze. Just kidding. I just remember Demi Moore and her role. We're back after this. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you gonna tell me I gotta throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.